It's time for the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. As always, we are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Of course, he is a coach. Greg Campy. I just noticed no no uh, Facebook tonight or whatever that is. Yeah, Ali Ali is under the weather. Our uh, our video uh, video guru, video savant, is under the weather tonight. Oh, okay. Sorry to hear that, but uh, good to see the same old faces. Uh, the regulars are here, so we got a lot to get to tonight. Uh, uh, lot, bad, lots of lot of bad news today, so. Yeah, absolutely. Camp, how do you want to tackle this? Then you want to talk about the, the games in Wisconsin. You want to talk about, you know, the news that just broke about two hours ago. How do you want to – let's produce on the fly right now, Camp. That's what's called the business. Well, um, you know, let's talk about Wisconsin first. Uh, okay. Uh, we didn't uh, – it's hard. You know, I, I said that in the postgame shows that, you know, the dog days of January are really, really difficult, and you, you have to – you have to find ways, and that was a night we just couldn't find a way. I thought we did everything to find it, but in the end, you had to give Milwaukee a lot of credit because, you know, we cut that double-digit lead to three real quick, and then they made back-to-back threes that the shots we wanted out of the press. A kid just caught and fired, and normally those kind of things don't go in when you're on a run, and they did. And then we battled back again, and, and they made all 13 of their free throws down the stretch, so. It's sometimes you just got to tip your hat to the other guy, and it, it was a really good win for them. They they had their A game and played great, and, uh, you know, our our start of the game was really before. Um, and, you know, if you wanted anything back, that's what you would want back. We had a 12-6 to 6 lead, and I think we missed two or three free throws, and I know we missed three to four layups that were just flat-out point-blank layups that the guys that get them really don't. Speaking of free throws, you know, last night we went 25 for 27, and we're, we're at 80% for the year, which would be an all-time school record if we could continue that. And that's what good teams do. They find ways to win. We get fouled a lot in the zone. We try and teach not to foul. So our free throw differential is, is really huge, and that's a big reason why things are going so good for us. As always, if you got some questions, some comments that you want to you know, ask Greg Campy, we encourage that. Send a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy. We'll get to those as the night goes on a little bit later on in the segment. Assistant Coach Tony Jones is in the house here tonight. We'll talk to him about 7.15 or so. And uh, really, really cool thing I want to bring up about Tony Jones. Every, after every game, you know, those bus rides home because we're on the road every single week. Uh, at least it feels that way. Anyway, those are my words, not Greg Campy's. Those are my words. But it feels like we're on the road all the time. He's always breaking down film with Jalen Moore. We'll talk with that. We'll talk with Tony uh, about that. But, you know, as, as, you, as you look at it, Camp, uh, that game against Milwaukee and Jeff Smith and I when we were talking on the pregame show uh, for yesterday, He's, he, he mentioned it exactly kind of like what you mentioned it in just that, you know, the game came out, some things were going against you, you're on the road, and, and I posed a question to him, and I'm curious to get your take on this as well, going back to what I said about being on the road all the time. I mean, it's just you're playing with fire all the time on the road, aren't you, Camp? I mean, that, that's just the nature of being on the road. Well, I, if you look at the analytics of it, we've played five times at home. Um, now, two of them are against non-D1, so if you throw those two out, we're still, we've been ahead by over 20 points in each game. We're shooting about 8% higher from the floor, both from the uh, overall and three-point shooting. Um, you know, I, I think one of our weaknesses as a team this year is, is consistent perimeter shooting, but yet at home we make shots, and which is why we're up, you know, that, but we've only played three Division One home games and five altogether because of the two makeup games. And we're eight and one in the league. We've played three home games. Uh, I guess we've played four home games then. Four. I, I, my addition's not good. Because we played Toledo and we've played three league home games, right? Uh, I believe so. Here, I got the schedule right here, Kev. Let me take a look. Who have we played at home? Uh, Robert Morris, Youngstown State, and, 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 Milwaukee. and Milwaukee. So we've played three. Of, so we're eight and one in the league with three home games. Cleveland State is nine and one in the league, and they've played eight home games. 
And, you know, it, it's just there, there's some inequities going on because of the COVID scheduling and because of all the crazy things that are going. And last year we ended, you know, we seem to be on the, on the short end of this again, where last year we played 12 road games and eight home games, you know, which in a way it helped us because the scheduling rewarded you for it. Right? Yeah, the, the parameters of how they were picking the top seeds rewarded road and points and things like that this year it's not this year it's i was talking to some people here before the show we could we could lose a game let's say we lose at Wright state and we went out uh we could end up what would that make a 17 and 2 okay if we went out that means we beat cleveland state a second time but let's say cleveland state wins out and only loses two to us, we would have beat them twice. We would be 17-2, and two, and they would be 19-2 and because they've only got one game that they didn't play. So even though we beat them twice, we both have two losses, they would be the number one seed, and they would get the NIT bid, which comes to being the regular season champion, and, and we would be denied a regular season championship. So with the lack of, you know, with have lost three games, the only thing... The only way we can guarantee that we're the regular season champion is we got to win out uh, unless, you know, other teams start to fall by the wayside. But I don't think you'll see that happening. I think you're going to see Wright State, Cleveland State. I think you're going to see them stay, you know, with uh, they, they do play each other on Friday. So one of them is going to get a loss. But I don't think you're going to see them lose to either one of them lose too many times. No, absolutely, and that is the scenario. But, of course, and we'll touch more on that later on, a little bit of breaking news uh, from the program as well. But you guys go to Green Bay on Saturday. Uh, a bit of a rough start uh, on Saturday. And I know just as quickly as people thought, oh, man, you know, kind of this looks like a repeat of the Milwaukee game. Then you guys really seemed to snap out of it, went on a run, and uh, really, you know, kind of put that game away. Yeah, and it's again, it's the dog days. You know, there's no light at the end of the tunnel right now. It's just another game. What do we got to do to win it? And uh, you know, we're better than them. They're whatever their record was. We think we can. You know, and we kind of, kind of half went through all the, you know, all the motions of the beginning of the game, thinking that they weren't a real good team because of their record. Um, we were down 22 to 16, and there was a play, and Jalen Moore dove on the floor. And the light switch went on for us, and we went the next, I think we went on like a 16-0 run, Neil, or whatever it was, and they didn't score for, in the last 18 possessions of the first half, they scored two times. They right. scored two possessions of the last 18, and we were flying around being who we are. And when we fly around and we play with emotion and, and enthusiasm um, and energy defensively, at our, in our league, we're really good. And I think our fans know that. And, and I think the key to that is is even the layman sitting in the stands knows when they're flying around and when they're, <laughs> right. when they're just kind of half going through the motions. You know, I, I think last night in that NAI game, we came out and scored, what, 10 or 12 of the first points. And then for about a five-minute period, we weren't flying around. We were just kind of, okay, we're going to win by 100 and stopped with all the energy and emotion. And all of a sudden, Dearborn got the game to three points. Right. And... Uh, you know, it, it, we needed a game. I mean, we needed Thursday. We we really needed to play a home game with a crowd and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I know I don't know what we'll have Saturday, but I know the students are back on campus February 1st. We've got Detroit. We've got Wright State at home. We've got Northern Kentucky at home. And and my hope is that I walk into a full arena and you know. A lot of these kids still have not experienced. The Toledo game was close, but they still haven't experienced the sellout crowd with the Grizz gang going crazy right. and, and the things that make our place so special. Uh, they haven't they haven't uh, really experienced it, so I can't wait till we have that because we need that right now because that we we really more than any team I've ever had. We really the motion and the noise in the game. I, I can't remember what game it was, but I even started going like this because it was so dead in there. Right. And and I don't usually do things like that, but our team needs that. I mean, they that, that's how we play off of motion. And Micah and Jamal and, and even Jalen, who, you know, was way too cool all the time, uh, you know, when he hears that, he gets going, and, and that makes us better. 
No, no question about that. But we will get to the uh, the breaking news right now, of course, about an hour or so before we went on the air here for the Greg Campy Show. It was announced that Thursday's game against IUPUI has been canceled. I uh, kind of give everybody the details of that. I know they're uh, – and bring us up to speed. I guess bring me up to speed. I, I know there was some efforting behind the scenes to get a replacement game. You know, what, what's the word with that? I found out at about 9.30 today uh, Steve called me and he had gotten through the league and then – uh, their coach called me while I was talking to Steve. I actually put Steve on hold. Okay. How about that, huh? Got the juice, uh, Camp. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> and uh, um, and I let's just say I just listened. I I didn't want to say anything because I probably would regret what I said. And uh, I really don't know why. You know, they they had a kid. They only had six kids the other night when they played, and it wasn't because of COVID. They got some injuries. They got some guys that were sick, but not COVID sick. And then they had a guy test positive yesterday, and now they're all close contacts, which I don't understand because Chris Conway tests positive, and we weren't close contacts. You know, if if you're doing things and following protocols, I don't get it or don't understand it. I'm not saying I can relate, Camp. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, we didn't have a radio show last week because I didn't want to be a close contact to you. Yeah. And um, uh, and I, by me saying this, I'm not saying that the league's going to make a determination about it. Uh, I'm just saying it. It's frustrating to me. We've we've lost three games now in league play, which we don't want to lose those games. And you know, two of them are home games against you know two teams that right now are at the bottom of the league. And, you know, I go back to that Cleveland State thing. If they, you know, if they play more games and we have the same amount of losses, then, you know, we we lose out on the seeding and it's not our fault. Right. It's it's not our fault because we're able to play. I mean, our well, women. And you're, you're losing home games. Right. Let's be, let's be real about it, Cam. Right. You're losing home games, man. Right. You are. Right. It's what it is. Yeah, but you know what? They're not playing Detroit either, and Detroit's lost. That's that's their fifth home game they've lost. Yeah. I, I feel bad for Mike. Now, three of them were his kids, but, I mean, I feel bad for them. that They've got a really good team. They're expecting to be good. And, and uh, wow, I mean, they've lost five home games. So it's just we knew that the, net, the last year and this year were going to be, you know. Dicey. Yeah, and uh, but when you're living it, and when you have a team as good as we are, and you keep losing home games and things like that, it's hard. It's really hard. It's difficult. I, the players were really, really disappointed when I told them. Really disappointed. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, what else can you do, right? You gotta, you gotta press on. Any, any word? How did that process work as far as trying to maybe find a replacement game? I know oh, yeah. I, a couple times. I, I mean, as soon as I got in, I was in, in my car driving in when Steve called me. And as soon as I got in, we got on the phone. And, you know, we did not want to play a non-D1 game uh, two in one week. I don't want to do that. Uh, uh, so we, we got on the phone and we're, we're tack calling. We're, you know, we, we went through. DJ was going through the schedule looking at teams that have had lost COVID games and we were we were wheeling and dealing, offering offering deals we would never offer anybody. We, you know, we were we were we offered three Mac schools uh, if they would come Thursday night, a game next year, and some money. And I didn't even add the pizza. I would add pizza. Well, you got you. <laughs> you can't you can't the, just put your I, best offer out right. there on the table. That's I don't think the Mac. I don't think the Mac schools would care about the pizza. Well, like, they've never had the right, pizza here before. Right. You, know, you don't know that. RJ's pizza. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's worth coming for. <laughs> So, uh, um, and we've gotten a no from, from every Mac school. We've gotten no's from, you know, oh, through this whole thing, you know, in replacing the Detroit Grant game, I've talked to Michigan, Minnesota, Kansas. Uh, Ohio State. Ohio State, and they chose to play IUPUI instead of us. Um, Dayton, uh, I, I, I mean, I got all, all the texts I could go through and look at the text, but, you know, I mean, they've all responded immediately with, uh, you know, and I talked to Saudi about Michigan, and they're not going to make up the, that game, and, and the league may make their one – one of the differences, a lot of leagues are making – like the MAC, a lot of the 
those teams are being made to make up games, where in our league there's there's none of that. The, the they asked they asked uh, the travel partners if they don't play to try and make up, but both schools would have to agree, and you know our game was canceled before that rule was put in, so we, we, our game. Uh, with Detroit that was canceled on December or J January or whatever, January 5th, I think it was. That was before the league put the rule in about, you know, travel partners trying to make up. And so, you know, for our game with Detroit, it was just between Mike and I. There was no, there was no league uh, mandate or league intervention, intervention or anything, you know. in, on that game. So, um he and I, you know, we decided not to, not to make it up, and uh, you know, I, I just don't know what to tell you. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna play. And, and, and the problem, one of the big problems in making that up is that now, the only time that we play Friday, Sunday, so the, the like, Northern Kentucky's playing uh, Wright State tonight, making their game up. But they're playing Friday, Sunday. So they played Saturday, so they get Sunday, Monday, and then they play Tuesday. Then they get Wednesday, Thursday, then they then your normal right. weekend. Where for us to make that game up, we're playing Thursday, Thursday, Friday, or Thursday, Saturday. You know, we would have to play Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday. If we the night do we do play Friday, we have to that's already the three game week. So if you look at say that uh, one of the dates that was thrown out there to play was February 15th, um, we would have to play six times in 11 days. And nobody in their right mind wants to do that. No. Right. I mean, no. You, for the welfare of the student-athlete, the NBA doesn't yeah, play Yeah, they six, don't do that in the league. Right. They don't play six games in 11 days. And, you know, we're, we're, just, we're, ju we're just not going to do that. We're not going to do that to our players. And no, no school is going to do that. Right. Right, absolutely. All right, Kemp, we'll take our first break. Then when we come back, I'll be joined by Golden Grizzlies assistant coach Tony Jones, and we'll talk about his relationship with the point guard Jalen Moore, past experiences with Oakland when he was at Tennessee. Uh, you guys might have heard this story before, but we'll discuss that as well, his future plans, what he's looking to do in the business, all that and more. Don't forget your questions on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. Send those in. Uh, coming up about 7.30, we'll start digging our way through those. And, of course, we'll take a look ahead to the one game now this weekend uh, against UIC. So all that and more. Don't go anywhere. This is the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How was your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at henryford.com slash sports. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248 468 1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Oakland University Credit Union's new Visa Signature Credit Card rewards you for living life to the fullest. Enjoy VIP experiences, exclusive discounts, and more cash back. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Plus, pay no international transaction fees. Open your Visa Signature card today. Visit OUCreditUnion.org slash Visa Signature. Federally insured by the NCUA. 
by the Evans Law Group. Again, we are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Jimmy Kennedy back in our 1270 The Bet Studios. Happy to have you all along for the ride. People here in attendance, certainly everyone listening on the radio as well. And right now, as promised, we're joined by Golden Grizzlies assistant coach Tony Jones, a native Detroiter as well. And Tony, one of my favorite guys in the business. Always love a chance to sit down and rap with you and love you know you telling stories on the road and stuff like that. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Good, good to, to be laying. Good yeah. to see you back, man. You oh, wasn't thank with you. us uh, on that um, on that road trip. I know Tony Tony Paul the Detroit News told me to ask for a raise after, <laughs> after we lost that first game. So you know I, I I got people working on that right now. But Tony, good to talk to you, my friend. Good to chop it up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you know I, I did want to start with that. One of the one of the sights I always see because we play so many road games as, as we've been talking about we never get to play at home but uh, we get on the bus and, and we're headed home from wherever we're headed home from first thing I always see after we get done eating is is Jalen Moore and you sitting up in the front row of that bus you got the laptop out right. and I'm talking every single game wins yeah. losses games he played well in games he wish he played better in all those types of things. Take us through your relationship with, with J-Mo. You guys are close. I, well, you know what? Um, uh, Jeff Smith, our associate head coach, recruited him uh, at Oney uh, Central Junior College. And um, I was fortunate enough to, to know uh, the coach at Oney. And um, when Jeff told me uh, where he was at and who was, uh, who was recruiting him and things of that nature, I said, well, you know, let me, let me, let me give him a call. Let me give the coach a call and you know see if we can try and get this done um jeff did a good job with him you know i had opportunity to talk to to jalen and his dad uh during the the final stages of his recruitment and um just had a lot of um solid stories his dad was a a former uh basketball player murray state uh he knew of some of the players that i've coached in the past whether it's been high school or it's been college uh, and um, it was just it was just a connection there, and the connection has continued. He's uh, a great kid, uh, and um, he he wants to get better. He wants to learn more and more about the the point guard position on, on how to do it, how to be cerebral. The you art. Know, how You're to talking be, about the art of it, yeah. right? How, you know how how to be a leader, and um, you know he's just a sponge, and and I'm just here to to lend him my experience, my 25 years of experience coaching at the collegiate level. Yeah, no doubt about that. Talking with Tony Jones here, assistant coach for the Golden Grizzlies. What, what are those sessions like? What, do you, what are you guys looking at on there? You know, kind of break that down for us. You got the laptop out and everything, you're going through it. What are you guys looking at? Well, just looking at, you know, I asked him, what, what, was, what was your mindset in this particular play? Um, you know, what, what were you thinking about here? Uh, did you see this guy wide open? Um, did you see an avenue where you can get to the basket? All those different types of things for him to, you know, constantly keep his eyes um, uh, up the floor. Not to just dribble the ball up the floor a lot of the times, but to advance the ball up the floor and, and get it to, you know, our playmakers, uh, Jamal and, 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 and Trey and, and, and Micah and, and those type of things. Uh, and, and we do that. You've seen this. We do it every game. Um, we did it today, um, the last seven minutes of our game against Green Bay. We were up 60 to 49 uh, with 721 to go. And we did not score for seven or eight possessions. Right. And we looked at each and every one of those possessions and, and what was his, what was his decision making? Uh, capability there what could you have done better uh, he did a good job of controlling the tempo because in that stage we're up 60 to 49 the clock is our opponent not, trying to salt the game away it, it, yep. exactly not the uh, not Green Bay so we went through that methodically and and you know he wants to learn uh, he's a hard-headed kid sometimes. <laughs> and, well, I've, got, I've got two kids, Tony. They're never hard-headed <laughs> at all, man. <laughs> but uh, but he does listen, uh, and he's conscientious and, and, and knows bow well for being successful in the future. Yeah, no question mm-hmm. about that. So, I, I mean, Tony, you know, you and I have talked about this before on the Golden Grizzlies podcast page. Uh, go to iTunes or SoundCloud, click subscribe to the Golden Grizzlies podcast page. You'll, you'll see the episode I did with Tony Jones where we, where we went back and I'm always going to 
Well, he's going to bring this one up to you because uh, Coach Campy wants me to. No, I'm just kidding. It is a relevant storyline, though. No, you go back to that game, you know, Golden Grizzlies, when you were under Bruce Pearl at Tennessee, and you guys were number seven in the country. You guys had multiple NBA guys on that team, and, of course, the Golden Grizzlies came through there, and uh, Oakland came out on top. You know, you were you were central kind of in that series happening with the, with the Golden Grizzlies in Tennessee and lining all those things up. You know, just – I'm always curious to get the opposing viewpoint of, of that team when you look back on it because you guys you guys weren't the only one with NBA players on the floor that night. Oh, no question about it. I mean, Oakland came in um, uh, really talented. And when Coach Campy called, um, he had been trying to, to get a game with us on previous occasions, and, and I would mention it to Bruce, and Bruce was like, no, I'm never, I'm never playing Campy, yeah. um, you know. <laughs> I just got too much respect for him. He always got a good team. You know, he, he, he's very good on the offensive end. Uh, but this particular time, I was able to convince him to play. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I did it, but I did convince him to play. Um, Oakland got the better of the deal. I mean, you know, we played two games yeah. uh, at, at, at UT and one game at Oakland. And I think, I think Oakland even got money out of the deal. And so can't be – you know, I, I was – I was. Uh, Were you in Bruce Pearl's I, doghouse no, for a minute? You know what? I was. I was playing our friendship, me and Campy's friendship, because you know I, I wanted to play him, and and his and his 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 motivation was you get a chance to come home, and I was like, yeah, I do get a chance to come home, <laughs> and uh, and so I convinced Bruce to play the game. Uh, to make a long story short, Oakland came in. Uh, play really well. We had a 13-point lead at halftime, and I think our players let up a little bit. And, and, you know, as a coaching staff, we tried to tell them that this is a very good basketball team. They're going to win their league. They had uh, played some high major programs close. Uh, let's don't let up. Uh, and, and, but Oakland came, and, you know, they had Keith Benson. They, they had a lot of good players, Larry Wright. Seven pros uh, on that team, man. Yeah. I mean, Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, Bader was a freshman. Uh, this guy, Will Hudson, was a good player. They, they just had a very good team. And um, after the game, Bruce uh, <laughs> Bruce came up to me and said, <laughs> you thought we could beat them, huh? You thought we could beat them. I say, hey, hey, we were up 13 and a half. We should have finished the deal, but we didn't. <laughs> I, I, you know, my, my memory from that game, I'll never forget it too in the second half. It was a close game. And Keto got really got things going, and he stepped back behind the three-point line and knocked down a three from the left wing. And you guys got seventeen thousand people in that place, man. I, I know I heard a collective seventeen thousand people at one time gasp, going, "What are you supposed to do with this guy, man? I mean, he's he's in the paint, and you know, you guys got Tobias Harris, and, and I mean, you guys got dudes like NBA dudes on that team, and Keith Benson, man, just put in work that night. Yeah, I mean, he was the best player on the floor in that particular night. I mean, it's like you say, we had Tobias Harris, a McDonald's All-American. We had Scotty Hobson, Hobson who's yeah. played in the in, in NBA. We had Jordan McCoray, who's played in the NBA. But he was by far the best player on the team, and he willed him to that victory. And you know what? Sometimes when you compete, you know, you, you really, you really want to win really bad. But in this instance, when they beat us, I wasn't heartbroken because I knew what it meant for Oakland's program to to beat a, a team of, of, of our uh, stature. So I, w I was happy for them. Yeah, yeah, and you look at it too, Tony, as, as we talked about before, you're, you're native uh, here uh, to Detroit, and then certainly fast forward a couple of years later, you're, you're with Oakland now, and all, all the places you've been and all the big-time you know, SEC stops that you've had and everything like that, you know, I always pick your brains for those stories and, the, and those types of things. But you, you, you are 25 years in the game, like you talked about at a very, very high level. You have, you have a lot of stuff to share. Oh, no question about it. I mean, you, that's that's what I try and do to our players and to to just to share my experiences and what each and every individual done in these particular situations right. who I've coached in the past. I've been fortunate enough to coach 11 guys that play in the NBA. Uh, and a lot of those guys are point guards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my brother played in the NBA. Right. And, you know, he played the one through the four. So, you know, I, I, can, I can tell those players about those experiences and how they handle certain situations and, 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 and to put them on a, on a level playing field where we can be successful. Now, Tony, we talked about all the years that, that you've been in the game. What's, 
What's next for Tony Jones? You know, what are you, what are you trying to do? I mean, is it is it still burning through you to, to get a head coaching job? Or are you content where you are right now? Break, break it down for us. Well, of course. I mean, everybody in my position wants to be a head coach. And yeah. I've, I've had uh, a few interviews. Uh, and it's, it's a very tough profession. It's no doubt. It's a very tough profession. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to – and can't too many people say this. I've been fortunate enough to – be a head coach at three different levels. I was right. a head coach in high school. I was an interim head coach at Tennessee, and I was a, a head coach in, professionally over in the NBL of Canada. So, you know, that that really sticks with me to, to get back to that position. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of the dynamics of this business, and, you know, athletic directors want to see where have you been and what have you done for me lately and what has your team where you're at what have they done lately yeah exactly <laughs> so um you know we're off to a great start and 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 hopefully we can continue and and i believe athletic directors want to hire people from successful programs there is no doubt about that tony i uh, always love the chance to sit down and and rap with you, man. You're my guy. <laughs> You're my yeah. guy, too, buddy. <laughs> All right. Good up for Tony Jones, everybody. Assistant coach here for the Golden Grizzlies. When we come back, uh, Coach Campy will be back with us. Get those get those questions in on Twitter. Your last call for the hashtag AskCampyQuestions. Fire those away. Do my job for me, everybody. I, I can read. You know, like I can do that. I don't have to put anything together or do any math. So send those tweets in. I can handle it from there. And uh, we'll get those questions answered when we come back. This is the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How was your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine. Official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at HenryFord.com slash sports. Tap into savings when you use your Oakland University Credit Union Visa Signature Credit Card. The Visa Signature Credit Card gives you more cash back, like 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Simply tap to pay. It's fast, easy, and convenient. Tap to pay. Get more cash back with the OUCU Visa Signature Credit Card federally insured by the NCUA. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule. He is the coach, Greg Campy. Happy to have you with us at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. As always, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Jimmy Kennedy back in our 1270 The Bet Studios. It's time. we got a lot of questions to get to here, Cam. So Let's we better, go. We better jump right in. To it, um, we'll start off with this one, and this is kind of a generalities. Um, the ask campy was was included in some of the tweets of the discussions going back and forth, and you know the whole scheduling thing. You touched on a little bit with the Detroit Mercy game. Uh, been some banter on Twitter, you know, and, and whatever happens on Twitter obviously is real life, right? Like we know that for sure. Uh, but anyway, with that being said, you know, just the whole scuttlebutt about the Detroit Oakland rescheduling thing. Is it something where? Everybody made kind of an honest effort to do it. What, what's, your, what's your view on all that, how it's gone down? What's, what's on Twitter? I've, I haven't seen a lot of that. I, I know uh, somebody went after Tony Paul about, you know, the five straight games 
on the road. I made that comment on our radio show a week or so ago. So I can talk about that, but I don't know what else. Yeah, uh, the question are why, why doesn't Detroit and Oakland play? Why doesn't the league office put pressure on them to schedule the best attended conference game of the year? Why are all the OU fans defending the decision not to play rather than demanding that they do play? OU fans are, de- are defending my decision? Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, Savor it, Camp. It doesn't yeah, happen all that the does, time. No, that doesn't you want me to screenshot this and text it? No, you? no, right. I don't really. Don't You guys know me. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> so the Detroit-Oakland game, um, let's, let's just go through what happened. And, um, I mean, if, if anybody doesn't believe me, they're more than welcome to come to my office and I'll let them look at my phone and at all my text messages. But so this is this is how the Detroit Oakland game went down. So Detroit didn't play uh they they got sick and they didn't play two games and Mike and I I guess, I guess what probably fans would have a hard time believing because of uh the way I take the Detroit rivalry in that I think they're going to have they would have a hard time believing that Mike Davis and I are pretty good friends and that uh you know we communicate quite often and that Mike and I go back way before he ever got the Detroit job I mean we we recruited Antoine offered Antoine and we were we tried really hard to get him before Mike Davis had even heard about the University of Detroit or whatever their name is now and um you know, we lost Antoine to Houston. He committed to Houston, and and you know, one of the things I told Mike, I know he'll probably come and play for you if it doesn't work out at Houston. But if it doesn't, you know what we do with shooters, and I would love to have him. So you know, I wish him. I hope great things happen at Houston. And then, and then six months later, you know, Mike gets the Detroit job, and he brings Antoine with him, and and you know, that doesn't. Because he went to Detroit doesn't mean I'm not. We're not going to be friends, and it's not just my. I mean, so when you have when you are close with a coach, you know, you you guys you figure things out, and uh, so I, I I actually text Mike after uh, we played. I'm going to say we played Youngstown on a Saturday. We opened with Robert Morris, and then we played Youngstown, and they didn't. Either, neither one of them played Detroit, so they missed those two games. So after the game on Saturday night, we were supposed to play Detroit on Wednesday, and I texted Mike, and I, I said, uh, are we going to be able to play on Wednesday? And so we went back and forth on that, and, and you know, his comment was, if the league makes them, they'll come, but they can, and, that's, and I agreed with him. I did, and we talked about it at the time. I didn't want to play Detroit with, if they hadn't practiced. We went through that a year ago with Xavier, so I didn't want to do that. Um, I'm sure he appreciated that, as I would expect him to do that for me. Um, the league, the league decided that there would not be a game and that there would be a no contest. And I texted him when, once that happened. I said, "Let me know what you want to do. Let me know if you want to make the game up. Let me know when you think you could. You know that type of stuff." He texted back. We went back and forth, and and so at the time. Uh, we were five and zero in the league, and, and Detroit was three and zero in the league at the time. Uh, you know, I I texted him and said, "What are we going to do about this game? I want to play a non-D one. Uh, you know, I I just don't see a date that we could we could play the game. And without you know, we're both fighting for a championship. Uh, why would we put ourselves in a position to play multiple games in a week when?" Cleveland State and Wright State and Northern Kentucky won't be doing that. You know, we're, why would why do we want to do this? And, and we both agreed we didn't want to do that. So uh, I went to my boss and I said, um, you know, Mike and I talked. We really, we, we're, we just don't see how we can make this game up. Um, uh, my boss said, well, we still need to, you know, put dates out and just see where what they would have available. So he texted the AD at Detroit. Detroit came back with February 15th, and I called Mike. I said, Mike, we really want to play each other back-to-back in six games in 11 days. Uh, and then right after we play each other back-to-back, we're playing Northern Kentucky and Wright State. And he goes, no, we're not doing that. And I said, okay, I, I just wanted to make sure because we, 
we got your, your, you know, your AD text that date to us. And he goes, well, I think there's, you know, that's just, we're trying to see what we can do and come up with it. And so I let it go. And then uh, I heard maybe today was a day that we would play and I wasn't going to do that. We were going to play IUPUI. You know, we just went four row on the road. And a mistake I made um, when I was talking to my boss, I said, I'm not playing five on the road. And I, I, the league rule ha has a rule against that. And I believe they did. And uh, I was on a bunch of those committees for a long time. And um, so, I, you know, I, I, Tony Paul called me and said, Why are, what, what are you doing? I said, we're not making it up. I go, I'm not going to play five in a row on the road. I'm not going to play six in, in uh, 11 days. In yeah. 11 days. And the, I, the league says we don't have to play five in a row on the road. So I guess that caused some problems because there are teams that are playing five in a row on the road. And uh, so I called the league office and I asked the scheduling, the guy in charge of scheduling. I said, I thought we had this rule. He said, no, the rule is we do not want you to play more than five in a row. That's, that's what the rule is in the league. And I told him that I had said on our radio show that it was only five, and I apologized. I said, if that caused you guys any problems, I apologize for that and, and that I need to speak out to our fans that, you know, that that is not a rule. I did think it was. But – even if it was, even if it is, and I'm not going to do it. Right. I'm not going to play five in a row on the road. Again, I said earlier in the show, that game happened before the, they came in with the, well, let's make the travel partners figure out a way to play. We were grandfathered into uh, before that rule came in. So we didn't have to do it. Um, it, it, it. The decision was not made by the league. The decision was, not, the decision was made between Mike and I. And it, it was, we're not going to do this. And I text him, I text him before I came on the show tonight. And I said, Mike, I'm going to, you know, go on the show and I'm going to say, you know, the truth. I'm going to tell him that, you know, because I, I guess people are going crazy that we're not playing and, and people want to know why. And I don't, they want to assign blame to somebody for us not playing. I said, I'll take the blame, but I'm just, I'm going to tell him the truth that, you know, you and I discussed this and we're not, we couldn't. Remember at the time they're three and zero, we're five and zero. Right. And he said, "Sure, that's what happened. So do it." So that's it. And anybody that wants to blame anybody for us not playing the game, think about this: you have two teams that are three and zero and five and zero. Neither team is going to put their kids. They're. I'm in charge of Oakland players, and Mike's in charge of. Detroit's players, and it's his job and it's my job to do the best thing we can do for our two teams to have a chance. In our league, the top four is imperative. It's imperative that you finish in the top four. You get a bye in a home game. And very, very, very few times does a team that's not in the top four make it to Indianapolis. And so it's our job to do the best that we can for our players to put us in position to do that. And that's what Mike's thinking, and that's what Campy's thinking. It's got nothing to do with anything else. There's no, he's scared to play us, we're scared to play them, we don't. Mike Davis is not scared to play Oakland, and I guarantee you Greg Campy is not scared to play Detroit. <laughs> All right. Well, Cap, I know that was a long one there, so why don't we do this? We'll, we'll take the final break. And that, we'll that's probably the longest answer to any question you've ever asked. Probably It probably is, but I knew that going in, though, too, Camp. That's okay. why, you know, I had I, – during that whole time, I was going through my head how I was going to react to it. So, you know, it's coaching moves, right? All right. Coaching moves. Got to make adjustments. Yeah, man. absolutely. Right on the fly. So we'll do that. We'll take our final break. When we come back, we got a, we got a bunch to get to, though, Camp. I'm okay, going to need we'll you. Go you quick. Know. All right. We're going to need you to go quick with this one. We'll be right back with more. This is the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And, guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News & World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. 
Oakland University Credit Union's new Visa Signature Credit Card rewards you for living life to the fullest. Enjoy VIP experiences, exclusive discounts, and more cash back. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Plus, pay no international transaction fees. Open your Visa Signature Card today. Visit OUCreditUnion.org slash Visa Signature. Federally insured by the NCUA. This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How was your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at henryford.com sports. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. program here today. He's the coach Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Jimmy Kennedy back in our 1270 The Bed Studios brought to you by the Evans Law Group live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. All right, we got a we got a fast break. This will be a transition edition of, uh, of Ask Campy. Uh, Jake Cole on Twitter. Coach, during your tenure at Oakland, have other Division One colleges or NBA teams expressed any interest as hiring you as their head coach? Um, yes. I've had offers. Um, not in the NBA as a head coach. I've, I was offered an assistant coach's job in the, NC, in, in the NBA 20-some uh, years ago. Yes. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you said go fast. Yeah. Uh, I just spent an hour or well, 15 minutes on let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, Bill Camp, you know, you got you to gotta understand it's, it's weird for me, okay? Yeah. Uh, at Oakland U fan, I assume Burke was on scholarship before leaving. If so, was that scholarship awarded to a walk-on? Do you still have an available scholarship for a midseason transfer? Do you guys kind of actively monitor the portal? Yes, we monitor the portal. The portal is the key to recruiting nowadays. We would not be where we're at if we didn't have Jamal Kane, who we got out of the portal. I've talked in the past about us winning the, the portal every year. Uh, we won it this year. And winning it is your subtractions versus your additions. We won it this year. we got to win it again next year. Uh, MD Fun 89, what does UIC do with their full team back? Does that concern you at all that they got everyone back for yes, Saturday? Yes, it concerns me greatly. They've They've won three. They had a tough weekend, but they're you're getting back. They've played now. Um, they hurt our zone in the second half worse than any team we've played all year with the exception of Alabama. Michigan State played over the top of our zone, but when they couldn't, we the zone was f- fantastic against Michigan State. And that's, that's the best offensive team probably because they could score at every position. Most teams at our level can't score at every position, so the zone is really good. But, but – uh, we got up 20-some points there, and I don't know if we relaxed or they just shredded us, but they shredded the zone in the second half and cut the lead to three. And so I'm very concerned about the game Saturday. I wish we were playing Thursday. I think we need to play at home. Uh, Horizon Boy on Twitter wants to know, Coach, you've been looking sharp all season, but would you consider wearing a suit on the sidelines again? And if so, what would be the circumstances? No. Moving on, Colin Ludwig. Uh, I love Horizon Boy. I follow him. Yeah. I think he's great for our league. I think he's awesome. Uh, but that's a bad question, man. Anybody knows me knows I ain't wearing a suit unless they come down and they make me. <laughs> All right. Uh, Colin Ludwig wanted to know about the IUPUI game. You know, are you working on a replacement game, which you talked about talked earlier? Already, yes. uh, also, what's the status on Zion Young's injury? Uh, really bad. Um, Zion is having surgery again tomorrow on both knees. On yeah. both knees tomorrow, he's having surgery. They're doing a graft. Uh, you know, I'm not a doctor. I, I wouldn't know if he'll ever play again. Um, I know he wants to. I know he's going to fight it. I think he's a great kid that uh, will battle through it. And if anybody can get through it and play again, it'll be Zion. But, you know, right now uh, we're working real hard to get him graduated. That's that's our biggest goal, you know. Sometimes you get 
curveballs thrown to you in life. And uh, I feel bad for him because he's such a yeah. good kid. Uh, imagine that. You know, he had knee surgery recently, and now you're going to have a double knee surgery tomorrow because it's the only way he'll ever play again. So. Yeah, absolutely. Coming out of Simeon, too, all that success and everything like that. Yeah, certainly your heart breaks for, uh, for Zion. How about the 20, 2022 signees looking in their high school seasons? Any particular thoughts or praise, and how is recruiting looking as a whole? Well, the, the shooter that we got from Arizona broke his hand, his shooting hand. So that's been a, a discouragement for us because he's missed a lot of games. But in the prep schools in Arizona, they play 65 to 70 games. What? 65 to 70 games they play. So he's missed about 25 games. So he's only going to get 40 games, I mean. <laughs> but that kid can really, really shoot it. He's a great kid. I can't wait to coach him. Uh there's some things that we used to do around here in our playbook that we might be able to bring back with him. And, and so I'm really excited about him. And then uh, our, the big boy from uh, Novi Catholic Central, uh, they're winning some games, man. That Catholic League is unbelievable this year. You know, the top three or four teams in the state. They, every, every Tuesday and Friday they play each other and somebody knocks somebody off. He's had some great games. He had 19 and 10. Uh, I think they beat Brother Rice maybe. I don't want to go there because I can't remember, but they had a big win in the Catholic League. He had 19 and 10, and you know he's he's a six foot seven old school player. You know, there's nobody in our program that's like him, and so it'll be fun to have a guy like that. You know, remind me of uh, Jason Burkholder. There's a name from the past that no one will remember. <laughs> uh, Craig Hanford wants to know: says any thoughts on how the league should act to replace UIC? Their departure leaves an unfortunate void in the Chicago market, and there are there are rumors and scuttlebutt that UIC may depart the Horizon League for the Missouri Valley. Uh, there's a press conference scheduled for tomorrow. I lean on you guys. I mean, you guys are, yeah, they're getting nods, a press conference for tomorrow? No, okay. they're gone. I mean, they're All right, gone. Utah, they're gone. I mean, it, the, the, I, I officially, I don't know if they're gone or not, but it sure looks like it. I mean, the, the word on the street, and the word on the street's normally correct, <laughs> is that they will be leaving and going to the Valley. Um, That'll knock us down to 11 teams. My hope is that we stay at 11. You know, if we can find somebody that can raise the stature of the league immediately in basketball, then I'd be for that. But right now, um, the only the only issue I have with it is it's two less times I'm going to go to Portillo's. You know, I know. That, that's, that, that's crushing. About the, that's about the only – and I, I actually love playing UIC. I love their stadium. I, I do I, too. I know we only lost there during the COVID year, you know, but any time – we've never lost there when there were fans in the stands. And uh, I just – that's one of my favorite arenas, and so I'll miss that. I'll miss going to Chicago. But, you know, I, I, I don't ever get upset over somebody else, else's good fortune or bad fortune or whatever happens to them there. They made a decision to move on. I don't say, oh, you know, screw you, you left the horizon. I don't think like that. I think, well, that's what they wanted. It's their program, and that's what right. they want to do, and that's what they're paid to do. So – Good luck to you. I worry about the Horizon League and the teams in the Horizon League and how we can be successful. That's that's just the way I look at it. And good luck to them. Uh, you you talked about a uh, basketball would raise the stature of basketball in the Horizon League as a replacement. Give, give me give me a for instance, like give me a comp program. You know that that's kind of in your. Well, I would. That I would be like reasonable. I would have taken uh, Belmont or Murray State, and they both just went to the Valley. But right. a, you know, a program like that that's put pros out, or they've made they've won NCAA tournament games, or you know, of that. I, I I don't know if we want. You know, when the Horizon League took us, we had gone to the NCAA tournament three times in the last six years or something like that. We had NBA players. We had beat top ten teams in the country. I think we were a good addition to the league based on what we've done and what our athletic pro program has done as a whole, winning the McCaffrey Cup as much as we've won it. I think we were a good hire, or not hire, but a good a addition, addition right. to the Horizon League. That's what you want. You know, I, I don't, I'm not on the committees, and, and maybe the people that are a completely different viewpoint than I do, but I love our league. <laughs> I always have. I, I was so excited and happy to get in it. Um, I love the location of every place. I like I like everything about the Horizon League. I think it's the perfect spot for us. I mean, if if the Big Ten said we need a school without football, yeah, I'd like to be in the Big Ten, but we don't have the facilities and the the budget and that type of stuff to compete in the Big Ten. So where we're at financially, we're right where we belong. 
We keep winning the McCaffrey Cup. We're doing our job. Everybody's doing good. The only, the only thing we need to do better is we got to get to the NCAA tournament because we haven't been there since we've been in the Horizon League, and that's a sore subject. Um, yeah, uh, Pittsburgh Marty has a question about the assistant coaches, but th- knowing you, Camp, that's going to be like a half a segment type response, and Pittsburgh Marty's our guy, so how about we do that one next week? Uh, you know, just the responsibilities of, of all the other coaches and what they do. And, you know, uh, yeah, let's, I mean, I'd like to – I think that's a very good question, and people probably want to know what Jeff Smith does other than recruit Jalen Moore. And be on so, the pregame show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, let's do that next week. We'll okay. get to that first question next week. Yeah, we got you, Pittsburgh, Marty. We will get to that. Um, show news as well, uh, making the move to Monday starting next week. We'll be here Mondays at 6 o'clock at RJ's Pub in Rochester. Oh, the time's Hills. changing too. 6 o'clock. Oh, okay. Yep, time is changing. 6 o'clock Monday. Yep. We all going to be here? All right. <laughs> oh, there all they right. are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this without you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, good job, Camp. You did that with some time to spare. Got about four minutes or so to spare. That's that's a good good effort out of you, man. Thank you. Um, UIC Saturday uh, lose a game against IUP on Thursday, as we as we've talked about. So, uh, what's the play here? Because oh, by the way, back on the road next week, uh, going down to uh, Cincinnati area and Wright State as well. Well, if, if we don't, I got four minutes. So, if we don't make up any of the IUP UI game, which I don't think we will. I, I mean, I don't I don't see us making any games up. Um, we have uh, six home games left to play, which will give us nine home games, and we'll have played ten road games. Of the, uh, so if we don't no, – no more cancellations, we'll play 19 of the 22 games, ten on the road, nine at home. Um, we go for four more on the road after I, uh, UIC, and uh, they're big ones. I mean, we're the top of the league, right state uh, – Northern Kentucky, Youngstown, and uh, Robert Morris, which is the last game of those four, which I'd rather have that been, had been the first game of those four. But, right. you know, so we're going to go play three big-time games and then have to go there and find a way to win that game, come home. And then we got Detroit on one day's, one day's rest, one day's uh, prep, but they're in the same boat. They play the same four road games that we do. And, again, I mean, if you look, I feel bad for Mike, man. I mean, losing this game this week now, they've, I mean, I, I think they've played like 16 games this year and 13 of them have been on the road. I mean, I, I, when I feel bad for us, I look at him and what they've had to put up with, and uh, that's got to be tough. So, you know, that game, they, they're going to go five in a row on the road, which is where I found out I was wrong about the rule when mm-hmm. somebody said, well, Detroit's going fine, and they are. So I was wrong. Uh so we come home to them, and that'll be huge. And then we've got Northern Kentucky, Wright State, Fort Wayne, and Cleveland State all at home. The top, you know, four of the top five, six teams in the league at home to finish the season. Hopefully they're packed. Uh, and that'll make a determination of do we win a regular season championship, where we're seated, do we finish in the top four, Do you know, all those things could change in, in that. So... I'm really excited about it. I just I want to play. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Get on out to the arena this Saturday. Uh, UIC, as we said, in town. Go to goldengrizzlies.com for tickets. And uh, get on out there because it, it's – I know you talk about the dog days and everything like that, Camp, but but I am starting to, to look ahead to that. You know what I'm saying? Like we're getting ready to go to February. Like we're getting to be go time now. It is. And, you know, the, like we said earlier, UIC has great guard play. They have – one of the best backcourts in the league. Great guard play. You can win any game, any game, anywhere, anytime if you have great guard play. And it, you might not be consistent. You might not be able to win a lot in a row. But on any given night when you can score it with, with the players that have the ball in their hands, you can win. So it's, it's going to be a tough one. All right, just inside one minute left here in the show camp. What, 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 do, you, what do you got? Take us home here. Oh, I'm just really happy that uh, – the season's gone the way it has. Um, like I've said, I love this team, man. They're, they're just great kids, and my staff's done a tremendous job with them. They've they've kept them straight on the straight and narrow. We, we're we're focusing on the things that are important. We come to practice, and we practice well. And and honestly, Neil, you see us practice. Most of practice is my staff, not me. I, I a good practice for me is to sit in the stands and watch, and. Uh, 
and I'm really, really pleased with what we've done, the work we've done, and, and how they've done it. And it just everything's going really, really good. We keep getting curveballs thrown at us, but Burt Blylevin gave up a lot of home runs. So he struck a lot of people out, too. Though. He did, but he gave up a lot of home runs. So hopefully we're going to hit home runs on these curveballs. All right. For Jimmy Kennedy back in our 1270 The Bad Studios and Coach Greg Campy, my name is Neil Rule. Thank you all for listening. Coming out to the Greg Campy Show live at RJ's Pub in Rochester. It was brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Well, see you later.